Shalom and welcome to The Jewish Mind, where the growth of modernity meets the timeless wisdom and solutions of Judaism. Listen to world-renowned inspirational speakers like Tony Robbins and Eric Thomas, and you hear that in order to succeed, you need to want it so bad, like the way a drowning man wants a gulp of air to breathe. Then you hear that the worst level of narcissism is to live with I want what I want and I want it now. Is the total experience of wanting something to the point of feeling that life without that which we want is unbearable a good thing or a bad thing? This week's Torah portion begins with the commandment of setting up a judiciary system. You shall set up judges and law enforcement officials for yourself in all your gateways, meaning cities. The simple legal understanding of the verse is defining the minimum status of a city. However, the spiritual understanding of the word gateways is defined by personalizing the verse, defining ourselves as the city and the physical portals of our five senses as gateways into and out of our cities. We are taught that we have seven gateways at which we need to appoint judges and guards to be vigilant about what enters and leaves our cities. Two eyes, two ears, two nostrils, and one mouth. In Hasidus, we define the personal interpretation of the gateways with the verse in Woman of Valor. Her husband is known in the gateways. In Kabbalah and Hasidus, King Solomon's poem of Woman of, of Valor refers to the Jewish people and her husband refers to God. Thus, the poem is speaking of how God is known to the person in their gateways. Upon this interpretation, the Zohar questions, how is it possible for the infinite God to be known to the finite human being? To answer this, the Zohar explains the Hebrew word She'arim, gateways, in one of two ways. A. Hasha'ara, estimation, in which the verse now is speaking of the intellectual capacity of the human, in which each person has an estimation of who and what God is in accordance to the individual's intellectual capacity. The second definition is Shi'ur, which means measurements, in which the verse is speaking not of the infinite essence of God, but of how God manifests His infinite light into the measurements of the ten emanations. Thus, according to the Zohar, this verse is commanding us of two different parts of knowing God. Concerning the essence of God, we only know of its existence. However, we have no perception of what the essence of God is. Concerning the infinite light of God, as it manifests itself into the defined measurements of ten emanation, we must diligently study and know not just of their existence, but of what God is in these defined manifestations. How can we know precisely what the ten divine emanations are? The answer lies in the verse From my flesh do I see God. God created us in His image and His likeness, which means that the infrastructure of our souls and our psyche was created as a reflection of the ten emanations, three intellects and seven emotions, including their supernal crown, which is the power of will. Therefore, The more we understand the makings of our souls, the more we will see God and truly know God in our gateways.
This leads us to yet another understanding of the commandment of appointing judges in all your gateways. The Hebrew word kol, all, carries the numerical value of 50, and thus all your gateways refers to the 50 gateways of of understanding. And now for the list of the mystical concepts we need to explore in order to understand this lecture. A. 50 gateways of understanding. B. 32 pathways of wisdom. C. Higher will and lower will. And let the amazement of Hasidus begin. We are taught that there are 50 gateways of understanding, of which 49 are achievable by man, and the 50th must be gifted to man by God. Thus, when Moses asked God, Show me your glory, God answered Moses, You will not be able to see my face, for man shall not see me and live. However, God did gift Moses with the 50th gateway of understanding on the last day of Moses' life. And thus, we are taught that Moses was buried in Mount Nevo, which mystically stands for Nun, 50, Bina, understanding. The sources to the concept of the emanation of understanding having 50 gateways is derived from two sources. A. In the book of Job, God asks Job 50 questions. And B, the Zohar extrapolates it from the 50 times that the exodus from Egypt is mentioned in the Torah. The simple understanding of the 50 gateways of understanding is that the intellect of understanding is referred to in the verse as the mother of the children. The children of intellect are the seven emotions. In the world of orderliness, each emotion is compiled by each other. For example, there is strictness of kindness, which would, be, which would be disciplinary measures of a parent to a child, which while an act of strictness is in truth an act of kindness. Then there is kindness of strictness, which would be spoiling a child, which while an act of kindness is in truth an act of strictness. Thus the compilation of the seven emotions of each other, we have a total of 40 emotions, 49 emotions, 7 times 7. Being that the primary experience of a person is the drive of his emotions and the primary work of a person is tikkun hamidot, the refinement of his emotions, thus the lower 49 gateways of understanding are achievable by mankind. The 50th gateway of understanding is beyond the work of self-refinement. This is why there was the 49 days of self-refinement after the exodus of Egypt, and then on the 50th day at Mount Sinai, God gave us His Torah, the gift of the 50th gateway of understanding. Now let us understand the meaning behind these 50 levels of understanding being called specifically by the name gateways. A gateway is a passage out from or into the city. So too the gateways of understanding is how understanding the mother gives to the emotions the children and how understanding receives from emotions. We will later discuss precisely what is being given from understanding to emotions. However, presently let us suffice with the general meaning that understanding is giving its knowing of God to the emotions in which the knowledge of God now becomes experiential. However, Hasidus takes a deeper look into the words of King Solomon and sees that the verse clearly states her husband is known in the gateways, not through the gateways. 
The emphasis of in her gateways speaks of a new influence being brought from above the gateways of understanding into the emanation of understanding. Thus, we now need to introduce another mystical concept, which is called the 32 pathways of wisdom, which is above understanding. The source to the notion of 32 pathways of wisdom comes from A, the 32 times that the name of God, Elohim, is mentioned in Genesis in the story of creation, and B, the Hebrew word kavod, honor, equals the numerical value of 32, and the verse states, the wise shall inherit honor. Here too we find the lower 31 pathways achievable by man, as the verse states, there is substance to give inheritance to those who love me, and I will fill their treasures. The Hebrew word for substance is yesh, which is the numerical value of 310. Thus the Talmud states, in the west, meaning Jerusalem, they said in the name of Rava, the son of Mary, that the Holy One, blessed be He, is destined to inherit to each righteous person 310 worlds. In Kabbalah, these 310 worlds refer to the lower 31 pathways of wisdom as they are each in their fullest state of their compilation of the ten emanations. 31 times 10 equals 310. While the highest pathway of wisdom is of total infinite transcendence. The secret behind the number 32 pathways of wisdom is the 10 emanations plus the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. To understand this in its simplest form, there is the meaning that letters as they form words carry in transmitting an intellectual idea or an emotional feeling. However, in the very formation of the pronunciation of letters and in the choice of letters and words used, there lies something deeper than understanding. This is the very depths of the individual's soul's wisdom. In the physical sense, when we speak, we are consciously focusing on the meaning that we are speaking. However, the simple job of how we move our lips to form the letter sounds, the ah sound, for example, flows from a higher automatic subconscious place, which mystically is called the depths of hidden wisdom. So too, the words we choose to express our ideals reveals a very deep expression of who we are. For example, the words Adon Olam and the words Ribon Olam mean the exact same thing, master of the world. Yet, there must be a subconscious reason as to why one person would choose the word Adon and the other person Ribon. In Hasidus, the choice of the letters we choose to express ourselves come from the depths of hidden wisdom. Therefore, while the meaning of the words we say comes from the lower, more conscious intellect of understanding, the 22 letters that we choose to express meaning comes from the higher, more subconscious intellect of wisdom. Thus, for wisdom we have the ten emanations within wisdom itself, wisdom is wisdom to kingship of wisdom, and the 22 Hebrew letters to create the 32 pathways of wisdom. 10 plus 22 equals 32. Pathways also leads from and to the city. However, gateways are publicly known to all, while pathways are not so publicly known to all and usually are known to select individuals. This is why for the lower intellect of understanding, the teachings use gateways, while for the higher intellect of wisdom, we use pathways. 
This may all sound as abstract mystical ideas. However, let me make this all tangible and practical for all of us. Malcolm Gladwell, a researcher and author, wrote some best-selling books such as The Tipping Point, etc. However, I want to take you to his best-selling book called Blink. This book is dedicated to teaching us the intangible gift of grasp that only superior experts achieve. He speaks of a statue that a museum in England bought for millions of dollars, said to be of ancient Egypt. Before buying the statue, they had it tested in laboratories to have it dated and to match the materials of the times, etc. Before they displayed it to the public, they had private showings for the most renowned experts in the field of ancient artifacts. One by one, the experts expressed that they bought a hoax. In interviewing one of these experts, she told Gladwell, I don't know. At first glance of the statue, my stomach gave a sickening turn, and I just knew that it wasn't real. Dr. Joe Dispenza, in his book Evolve Your Brain, speaks of taking his car for repairs to an auto shop, where the car was hooked up to machines for diagnostics, fixed, and nevertheless, the problems continued. When Dr. Dispenza was referred to a local mechanic, he went there and described the symptoms to the mechanic, who in return went into a blank, faraway look. The mechanic told Dispenza to start his car, and after doing so, Dispenza asked the mechanic if he hears the sound, to which he received no reply. Once again, the mechanic was in his blank, faraway look mode. The mechanic made the repairs, and the problem was solved for good. The mechanic was working from a different plane of experience, of which our sages say, there is no wise man, wisdom, wise man, as the man of experience. Think of any legendary artist, musician, or any legendary person in his field, and you will witness a depth of expertise that is a sum far greater than all the parts of their understanding. This is what we are speaking of in the 32 pathways of wisdom known only to specific individuals, versus the 50 gateways of understanding available to a far more general population. We will now turn to what precisely it is that travels through the gateways of understanding to the emotions and what precisely it is that travels down the pathways of wisdom to understanding. Before I explain the last mystical concept of higher will and lower will, I want to explain for a moment a deeper dimension of knowing God. There is a saying of philosophers quoted in Torah teachings that, were I to be, were I to know in the sense that because we are not God, therefore we cannot truly know God. Rabbi Shalom Dober of Lubavitch said it differently, For I am, therefore I know, meaning that because our soul is truly a piece of God above, therefore we can truly know God. Thus, in its deepest sense, to truly know God is to truly know our deepest inner self. Said differently, in order to know God, we must first penetrate beyond all the outer layers of selves, our emotions and our intellects. What lies deeper than the ten faculties of our souls? Beyond the ten emanations in the infinite light and beyond the ten faculties in the soul, there lies the supernal crown in which the essence lies. In this lecture, we will not get into the complexity of the inner and outer layers of the supernal crown, Rather, we will speak of it in a generality, where the supernal crown refers to the power of will. The power of will is very different than any of the other faculties of the soul. 
Rabbi Shalom Dovber, in one of his deepest series of Maimorim, Hasidic Discourses, known as 66, gives an entire portion of the series to explore the power of the all-encompassing faculty of will. First of all, unlike any other faculty, will manifests itself in every organ equally, whether it be in the legs for the marathon runner, in the hands for the weightlifter, in the brain for the inventor, etc. Second of all, the power of will brings the fullest measure of any other faculty into full function. For example, the triathlon participant, long after his body, his emotions, and his brain are screaming that they can no longer endure, the sheer power of will drives him to keep on moving until he reaches the finish line. Then there is the detective that was long told that the mystery is insolvable and the case needs to be closed and his power of will keeps him up nights and enduring for months until he proves the impossible and solves the case. And so it is with every faculty of the human that is driven to its fullest function by his or her power of will beyond acceptable measures. Thus the saying, when there is a will, there is a way. Rabbi Shalom Dober explains the heart of the difference. Every other faculty is a ray of the soul's potency, while the power of will's modus operandi is that it inclines the essence of the soul into what the will wants. Thus the power of will works off the infinite power of the essence of the soul. This is why the person experiences an entire paradigm shift and shift of experience and relationship with that which he wants versus if he is functioning off of any and every other faculty without engaging his absolute power of will. This is what Tony Robbins and every other inspirational speaker is speaking of when they speak of wanting it in the way a drowning man wants a gulp of air to breathe. Let us now return to what wisdom gives understanding and what understanding gives emotions. Within the power of will, there is a higher will and a lower will. The difference is in whether there is a why, a reason for wanting what we want. If there is a logical reason for what we want, then this power of will is not the product of the essence of our soul. Rather, it is the product of our present paradigm and level of understanding, which can evolve as our understanding evolves. This level of power of will is not infinite and is not unbreakable. There is a different level of our power of will, in which there simply is no logical reason. The fish's want to be in the water is not logical. Rather, it is the expression of the essence of the fish. You cannot overcome the fish's will to be in water with, with greater paradigms of goodness and pleasure. And in truth, the example of a fish's will for water is not a true example of higher will, unless we follow the opinion in the Talmud that a fish's essence is part and parcel of the water. For the verse in Genesis states that the waters gave forth living sea creatures. In other words, a will that comes from any external reason is not a higher will. And when we say external, we do not just mean outside of our being as in the environment. Rather, we are talking of, about anything external of our core essence, including all the layers of the soul's faculties. What the 32 pathways of wisdom gives to understanding is the higher will that flows through the depths of hidden wisdom. While 
what the 50 gateways of understanding gives to emotions is the lower will. Thus we now understand the power of the saying, I want what I want, is that the lower will, the first I want, is in tune with, transparent to, and is embodying the higher will, the second I want. So, the positive statement of I want what I want is, I want in my tangible emotions what I want in the depths of my subconscious hidden wisdom. This becomes possible only when we experience her husband is known in the gateways, which means that the higher will of essence flows through the 32 pathways of wisdom into the 50 gateways of understanding, which then feeds it to the emotions. When we tangibly feel the lower will of our emotions permeated with the higher will of our essence, we experience the totality for, of, for I am, therefore I know, and thus the fullest measure of her husband, God, is known in the gateways. There is one more point to make before we return to our modern issue of wanting things intensely. We opened with quoting that her husband is known in the gateways, is connected with, you shall set up judges and law enforcement officials for yourself in all your gateways. What this means is that in order to have our emotions receive the higher will through the 50 gateways of understanding, we must first clean, refine, and polish our emotions. Our emotions are most affected by what enters our gateways of what we see, hear, smell, and eat. Thus, in order to fully experience her husband is known in the gateways, we must first set up judges and law enforcement officials for yourselves in all your gateways of two eyes, two ears, two nostrils, and one mouth. In closing, the key to success lies in first finding our essence higher will is every soul has its own individual expressions of its essence one through healing, one through art, one through technology, etc. Being rich, famous, and powerful in themselves is never an essence will. However, being a testimony of God's power, love, and way of life through our specific talent is, and that is where success is found. Friends, modernity offers growth, and growth comes with challenges. Judaism offers timeless divine solutions. Here, at the platform of the Jewish mind, is where modernity meets Judaism.